0: Welcome to Five Pints In, the show where we're literally five pints in. Cheers. 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 So we're going to kick this week off. Uh, Ian got back into America, um, surprisingly, considering it it seemed like it would have been an impossible feat and they had a wanted post review up in the airports. uh, But you somehow uh, got by that. So have you got any good stories from us, bringing them back to, to the States
1: from England? Yeah, well, firstly, mate, um, I was a little bit concerned about not getting, not getting in, so I ended up changing a flight and coming home a day early. But, um, you know, I really don't remember last week's podcast because obviously I was more than five pints in. <laughs> um, you said 15 at the time. Uh, well, I don't know. That might be a bit conservative, to be honest with you. So the fact is, I don't know what stories I told last week and I don't really want to be going over anything, so... Um, you better give me a shout if I start to repeat myself.
0: <laughs> will
1: do. But uh, yeah, yeah, got back in, and what a weird situation, mate. It's a strange world we're living in right now, isn't it? Um, you know, a lot of sadness and misery about, but that's not what this podcast is about, is it? No. Hey, we're gonna try and try and lighten things up and and maybe tell a couple of stories from me uh, from me playing days, things that I was saving for the book, but I think at this time with what's going on, I think some of them should come out. So. Yeah, we'll I mean, get on with that a little bit later.
0: I think people will be interested to hear them and then maybe read about them <clears> in more <throat> detail whenever that, that comes together, you know? Um, well,
1: I'll tell you what, um, my dancing wasn't the best. I realised <laughs> I put it on Twitter as well. So. I've had a few, actually, haven't I? I've had a few dancing ones on Twitter.
0: Yeah, New Orleans comes to mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's becoming a cult cool thing, I think. <laughs> Something that, when I'm 15 pints in, just comes out of me. I just can't help myself. <laughs> I just thought people know that was a bread roll sticking out my pants. By the way,
0: what? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get the reference. Did you, Connor?
1: No. 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 I thought I sent you the video.
0: You said, "Do you like my bread roll?" And I thought that was a type of dance. But you actually had a bread roll sticking out your pocket.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to watch the video. Yeah, again, I'll mate. watch. <laughs>
0: I'll watch it again. I thought that was a type of new dance that I didn't know about. <laughs> have you see my bread roll.
1: You didn't know it. It's like, yeah. It was one of them. Remember, I said in the first podcast, the reason I'm doing this is because I don't want to do drunken tweets no more. But it looks like I'm, (laughs) it looks like I'm doing both now. Yeah, but
0: now you're getting the audio to it as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, fantastic. That's funny. But I did made made the most of it. You know, the trip with all the games being cancelled, it was going to be the trip of a lifetime, sort of thing. Six games, six stadiums. Um, and some great games, and and obviously being invited back to Bournemouth and, and doing the interviews I was going to do, and everything got cancelled. I, I must admit though, if I did talk about it last week, stop me, please do. Yeah. You know, at least I got to the Arsenal West Ham game and and got amongst the West Ham fans, and you know, it really did make me want to go home. The way they made me feel, it it, it made me want to go home. It really did, and I could I could go and watch every game with them. To be fair, standing amongst them. They were they were amazing to me.
0: Yeah. Well but I think this is of... sorry, this is more of a memory thing than an alcohol thing then, because we spoke about this two episodes ago <clears> where you I think you were only five points <laughs> <miles> in. <laughs> so
1: you're going, it, yeah. you're going
0: back in time even further.
1: Uh, all right then. All but right, yeah, you okay. said you said it was a great I time.
0: Am... I mean, there was such a build up to all the games you were going to. So that one, did it live up to did it make the trip worth it, you know, even though you missed the other ones. Yeah.
1: Definitely, yeah. Well, they did. You know, the result obviously wasn't wasn't the best, but um, you know. Um, well, just thinking about what's going to happen now. I'm, I'm I'm reading different bits each day. You know, I see something that really disappointed me in one of the papers. You never know whether it's 100 percent true. Players complaining about there'll be a fixture pile up when they do start, and what about fatigue and injuries and all that? It, it disappointment. It's your job. Yeah. You know, you get paid for doing that. Well, let's not go to work. Let me as as a carpenter. I'm not going. Not, is, is that a profession still anymore? I don't know. I think so, or a band. Yeah. Is it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Everyone's relying on stats, though. That's what that's what gets them the big paychecks. They're just like, if yeah. my stats okay, then I'm okay. It's not how you actually played.
1: Yeah. And then you say something, Steve. Uh, I know uh, Will Zaha has done done something nice. I think he's. Donated fifty properties or something. If i have seen it right, I was just reading over somebody's shoulder. Yeah, there's, to the NHS workers, I think. So
0: there's been a lot of players. Joe Cole donated twenty five thousand pound, I think, to the NHS. There's been there's been a lot of players who've been doing a lot. Uh, Stephen Naismith actually, um, obviously played at Everton. He's now the Hearts captain. He he um, took a fifty percent pay cut, saying, you know, he wants the the rest of his half his salary to go towards um, back to the club, back to the people who. You know, you, you got to think about the people who work for the clubs whose lives literally depend on it. I mean, these footballers, if they didn't play football or get paid for the next five years, they'd probably still be able to financially survive, yeah. you know. But there's a lot of yeah. people living paycheck to paycheck who, like, their their job is, their livelihood's on the line with all this. Yeah, no,
1: yeah you know, it's, 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 it is heartwarming a little bit to see people doing that sort of thing. You know, this this for me. I think I sort of underestimated it a, a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Um, I didn't realize it was going to be this serious. Um, you know, yeah. And, and the whole the whole world's responded to it in the right way, and they're putting the faith in in us to do the right thing. You know.
0: Yeah, I but, mean, there's um, there's patches of it that I would disagree with you there in America, but like you know, um, but the UK's just going to unlock down uh, today. Actually, uh, or, yeah. We were recording this, you know, yesterday as this is coming out, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know uh, Kimmich and uh, Leroy Sane. Uh, Kimmich started a, a foundation for it, and Sane donated quite a bit of money too. So, it's good to see them all coming together, and it's it, it sort of goes beyond football, really, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know about you two. I know you've got your, your PlayStation and all that stuff that you do, and you're still going to work, Jordy, but my golf course here is still open for the time being. Yeah. So, I, at least I can go... I can go down the range and go and smack a few balls about, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so. it's just you know, people just need to be responsible about it, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, I know you've got you've got a local that's opening up for you, haven't you, down there?
1: No, mate. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not for anyone else's ears, is it?
0: <laughs> yeah, but as long as you're not going getting it and then taking it to old sick people. Is what I'm saying, you know. Like, I mean, if I got it, there's no one that I see that I would spread it to. That's gonna, you know, die, like, you know what I mean. Get too yeah. too sick from it.
1: Yeah, well, I think if I go out, mate, I'm just gonna walk down to the to the golf range. You know, stocked up with food and that, um, just hoping for a for a shorter period of time than what they're predicting, really. Yeah. And and look, so t- talking, going back to the football, mate. I mean. The virus. I know it's a sad thing, you know, people getting sick and, and ill, and, and a lot of people dying. You know, going back to the football, what, what do you reckon? There's, there's been talk about finish the league behind closed doors, you know, and I, th- I think to me that makes that sort of makes the most sense. Yeah. Maybe, maybe in a in a selfish way as well, because at, at least it'll be televised and we'll have footy to watch. Um, you know, the congestion won't be as much. I know the game is about the supporters. But I think in, in in this time and the strangeness of, of it all, you know, the supporters can still watch it on the telly, and I, I feel for the Liverpool fans that if they do win it, well, well, they will win it, but you know, they won't be there to. But but look, it's it's a different time in life, isn't it? And I think we've got to do what needs to be done to save the congestion for next season. Maybe get them played behind closed doors. Make sure everybody's tested, the player-wise. Make sure everybody's healthy, and then maybe get them done and dusted. Yeah. I'm not even bothered about the Euros, mate. I don't well, really care. About well, the, the Euros. Euros
0: have been pushed back officially to 2021, so that leaves the whole summer open. Um, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I think, I think it all depends on like what the realistic <clears throat> time frame is. You know, I mean, if it's yeah. gonna, if it, if we're gonna be done and dusted with this in the next two months. I would say let's wait and have the full effect at the end of the season where you can get fans in there. But if it's going to if it's gonna take nine months, then, yeah, I think you need to finish out the games with... with...
1: That's the problem, mate. Nobody knows. Right, so yeah. Um, I think somebody's got to make that decision, make that choice and get it done.
0: Yeah, but what about um, Rio Ferdinand has a different viewpoint on it. He's saying just void the league now. Now, that, is that the Man United in him looking at Liverpool at the top? <laughs> or is he, no. you know...
1: No, I know Rio really well. He's he's not going to be looking at it like that. I think he's uh, he's just finding a solution. Look, everybody's going to have their own opinion, aren't they? Yeah. I I think anything but playing it out, whether it's behind closed doors or not, will just taint it a little bit. And you know, like we've talked about in the past, that Liverpool deserve it, and they deserve to go and finish it and get presented and and have it all, you know, up there in lights for them. To be fair. Yeah, I just so, think I mean, you, you know on. you're going to get you're going to get all contrasting those three now. We probably think different things, so you know it's just it's down to the the, the FA and the league and and the powers that be to just say, okay, if it's going to be safe to do it, let the teams play behind closed doors. Get it done for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do think you know, joking about the Man United Liverpool rivalry, I do I do think Rio's looking at it <clears> as like <throat> let's not consider entertainment before health you know i mean in in yeah, putting it in yeah. black and white he's saying let's yeah, probably, just consider yeah. the health of the people in the country and and everything but um but i mean to me the top end of the table as we've spoken about is the least of the worries i think it's the bottom end um,
1: well that's why you have to finish it that's yeah. why you have to finish it because of what's happening at the bottom you could give liverpool the title right now you know the champions league places you know that's not as important
0: yeah. as what
1: the rele- relegation would be, I don't think. So you know, and that, and that massive playoff game for you're looking at West Brom Leeds and, and the Fulham's and you know, the Brentfords even a small club like that with the opportunity to to do what what the Bournemouth type clubs have done and to enter the biggest league in the world, really. You know, you can't deny them that right. after all the hard work that's gone on. Yeah, I mean saying to the next
0: saying start again is I mean, it's just a slap in the face. It's a different,
1: it's
2: a different yeah. season. Yeah, so, imagine saying that to when Leicester won the league. Yeah, or,
0: or going back to when the when City, the City Gillingham in '99. I mean, you lived through that. How how big what of a game? Say? Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> how 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 big of a game in the moment was that? Imagine if that was taken away from you a few games before. What would that have been like?
1: Oh, mate, it, it, it would have been gut wrenching. Tell you the truth gut-wrenching but to be fair mate until until the the 90th to the 96th minutes i would have gladly stopped it
0: yeah
1: you know what i mean it it,
0: it wasn't it wasn't
1: going the best um and then our fortunes turned and and it made it one of the best days of my life it could turn that for six minutes Six minutes at ten and changed my life.
0: Yeah, changed your life and changed. I mean, yeah. changed the route of Man City as a club in in entirely. I think too. Yeah,
1: know? but that's why you've got to play this out because of the likes of Brentford and and West Brom and Leeds and especially maybe especially Leeds who haven't been there for so long. You know, it, it's got to be played out. I, I, look, in the precarious position that West Ham and Bournemouth are in, I, I, if I could say stop it and void it happy days but it's just not right to me to do that you've got to finish it now yeah. and in all honesty they've got themselves in that position and i want to see them get out of it by finishing the the league and doing it yeah not by it, not by any decision that's come across that that no one voids it
0: yeah i can completely agree and i think they they came out and said they're committed to finishing the this season regardless of how long it takes and when yeah. it takes um, Connor Leeds coming up. How do you feel how would you feel about that? You were
2: I, I was dying for it last season. Yeah. Um yeah. I was that two thousand and one team is one of my favorite teams ever. Um yeah, I didn't like the whole like sneaking like uh, spying on other people's training sessions. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I, I I would definitely say Leeds if I had a second favorite team the they're, they're definitely Second oh, you favorite. must remember—you
1: must remember my goal then against them in the FA Cup against that team mate. Yeah, but <laughs> I know you don't like to admit it. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh,
1: no. they, they did beat—they did beat us five-two. I'd put us two-one up, and then he ended up beating us five-two.
2: Yeah, I—I I don't know. I think that's a, like you said. What's it been seventeen, nineteen something years since they've it's it's been a while. Yeah, I've—I've yeah, I've always considered them a Premier League team, and it's been weird not having them in there. Even though it has been almost two decades, but that another thing, like you just said, like they're getting robbed just as much as the anyone else, just as much as Liverpool, yeah. you know.
1: Actually, you're talking about that, mate. You've you brought me to a point where um that FA Cup run had scored in the game before as well. Uh Chester away, I think it was. And funny thing was, we we uh it was coming up to our Christmas party at Man City. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the lads the lads were saying, oh, can we do something different? Like, what would be different? And we said, well, how about we see if we can go to Dublin? Instead of having a one-day Christmas party, we'll have a weekend in Dublin. And uh, me being the uh, older statesman, I said, well, I'll go and see if I can wrangle it with the gaffer, like, you know, with Joel Royal. I'll go and see if I can get round him. So I went in to see Joe when I went... um, Joe, look, the lads... And Joe didn't mind us having a pint, to be fair, and he knew we had a great camaraderie in the dressing room and it was showing on the pitch. And uh, we actually was coming up. We we were playing Chester in the FA Cup and the thing was, uh, Joe had agreed. Joe said, yeah, but look, I don't want any stories, any trouble. I don't want any phone calls to the club. And I said, don't worry, Joe. I'll look after everyone. Now, I don't know how he took that. But he ended, up, he ended up letting us go. And obviously the uh, responsibility was heaped on me. And what it was, we were playing Chester in the FA Cup and then we sorted the dates out and we went, right, OK, if we beat Chester, I think we've got Swindon at home on a Saturday. We'll get the bus from straight from the, from the ground from Main Road and then we'll go straight to the airport, fly to Dublin. We'll get Saturday night and we'll have all day Sunday. We'll fly back Monday because Joe would give us Monday off. I'd ask them for Monday off. Fly back Monday, everything would be brilliant. But if we was to draw with Chester, the replay was going to be that Tuesday. So he wouldn't have let us go to Dublin, right? Yeah. Obviously, if we drew, so the lads got together and said, "Look, whatever happens, <laughs> we don't draw. We either win or we lose. <laughs> we don't, we don't draw, no matter what." Okay you know uh, win or lose anyway so um, ten minutes left in the Chester game we're we'll one each aren't we I think it was about ten minutes left maybe maybe fifteen I don't know anyway yours truly has popped up in the box don't know what I was doing there. maybe Dublin meant Did a little you- bit more to me uh, maybe, it, it induced me into a forward run <laughs> and uh of rose above everybody, added one in the bottom corner. That was it, mate. We, we took off, went sliding into the, nearly into the boards, the Man City fans. All the boys come sliding in. The fans are behind the goal singing, we're all going to Wembley, thinking we were singing it as well. <laughs> and we were all singing, we're all going to Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting on the floor in the pitch in Chester. Brilliant, mate. And what a weekend. I'm not going into that one no, that's for the book.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we need a few episodes to, to go over to go over that.
1: I'm not de- I'm not doing I'm not selling too many, mate, because then I can't I can't write me book. It's giving too many secrets away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um speaking of speaking of Man City games and, and uh and remembering then so there's probably some obvious games here, but what was your favorite game to play in? When you think back, oh dear. Well,
1: a uh, uh, Man City or, or yeah, let's yeah, sorry. let's
0: let's let's uh, let's keep it to City right now, and then we can do, do one for City, one for West Ham.
1: Well, I tell you what, uh, I can go through quickly because it's it's fairly obvious. With the Carlisle, we beat QPR, who we were a first division team at the time. We beat QPR, knocked them out the FA Cup in six inches of mud, and that was a great night for us, you know. Especially a struggling team, uh, a lower team like Carlisle, you know. Being the, the underdog and beating the the big teasers was it was, uh, it' just it was a great day for us. Bournemouth similar. I don't know why it's all going FA Cup way, but we had two great games with Man United. We drew at Dean Court, one each. Um, you know, um, I should have beat them. I think there's a YouTube video out there of the yeah, game. Yeah,
0: I think I there. saw. I think I saw
1: the Look, video. Yeah, Luther Blissett, I think it was the last minute. He's. I've slipped the ball in behind. I think it was Arthur, was it Arthur Alderson. It might have been. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and Richie Kirk, little little winger lad who i seen seen the other weekend, he's gone in behind, put a great ball across. And as Luther slid in, Steve Bruce, because he couldn't catch him, whether it was purposely or not, stood on the back of his boot. So instead of it hitting his foot in the boot, it hit the boot and knocked his boot off from a yard out. That would have been it. We'd have, we'd have been in the quarterfinals, I think, of the FA Cup. Yeah. that season and then we ended up going back to Old Trafford in the replay and losing 1-0 to a, uh, I think Sean O'Driscoll tried a back pass that come off his knee and Brian McClear tucked it away and we lost 1-0 but but it was memorable I had two great duels with the great Brian Robson you know who was England captain at the time and, and one of the best players I ever played against um, West Ham look let, let's go again there's, there's been a few at West Ham but Knocking Everton out of the FA Cup in the quarterfinals was memorable. Obviously, you know, we were a Division 2 team, they were a first division, and it was Howard Kendall who'd sold me twice. It was me, my first club that I played for. There was a lot. I was captain. There was a lot on that game itself. And then I can't talk about that FA Cup run without mentioning in the final even though it was a 4-0 loss, the fans that day were... I've never seen anything like that before and I've never seen anything since the support they gave us, even 4-0 down. Obviously, we went 4-0 worse than Forrest that day. We had a man sent off after 20 minutes, Uh, Tony Gale, for what was a dodgy decision that sort of ruined my childhood dreams of walking up the Wembley staircase to pick up the FA Cup, you know, and never got any closer than that. Um, You know, and, and, and they invaded the pitch afterwards and carried us off on the shoulders as if, as if we'd won the game. Man City. Well, okay. I can't talk about City without talking about the Derby. Um, the 5-1 in 89, the, the, the Gillingham game in 99. You know, the fact that I think I'm, I may be the only player to have played for City in three different decades. Um, Showing you know, your man, age,
0: I, showing your age there. Uh,
1: well, you know, I I can't, I know, I can't yeah. hide it now. I've got a little, have got a little grey beard. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of a giveaway. And and as much as people think I do, I don't dye me hair either. You know, I
2: don't so think they grey
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, Everton would have been easy, wouldn't it? Because I only had one appearance, so
0: yeah,
1: it could only have been that. Although, although the run we had in the FA Youth Cup where. We lost to Norwich 3-2 away in front of 10,000. Then we beat them in the second leg 3-2 at Goodison in front of 15,000. And then the, the replay was back at Goodison and it was 25,000. It doesn't seem a lot now, but the first team back then was only getting 12,000. So yeah. it was us as apprentices when the first team was saying, can you get me boots? We were like, get them yourself." <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny. We don't, uh, we don't talk a lot about your, your Miami Fusion days, though, but do you have a game you remember specifically that, that comes to mind? I, I have well, one. <laughs> yeah? The <laughs> yeah, val- okay. Valderrama?
2: No, no. No? Yeah, nah. No, go yeah, on.
1: T- look, I mean, what it was, I, I remember um, I needed my cartilage surgery the last time my meniscus taken out. And I'd, I'd obviously, when I was at West Ham, I had my first bit cut out and I actually played the game eight days after the surgery. Now, me and the physio pushed up like you wouldn't believe to get the full bend back as soon as possible. And, and my thinking was, well, it hurt before the surgery. It's just going to hurt the same after the surgery, isn't it? And look, at the end of the day, the game, eight days later, it was Millwall away at the old Den, you know? And I wasn't going to miss that.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: it's... It it, it was so hostile, but, you know, got through the game. And then obviously all them years later, I come to the States and then I need my surgery again. And I go to the specialist and I say, okay, well, look, we play in Chicago in four days. And then we play Dallas at home in 10 days. I'm aiming to play in the Dallas game. So he went, no, 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 it'll be six weeks. I went, nah, it won't. It'll be 10 days. (laughs) I said, You'll be at the game, and I'll buy you a beer afterwards. He went, not going to happen. I went, what, you won't come to the game? He said, no, six weeks for the cartilage surgery. I said, look, OK, let's leave it at that. You do what you've got to do and take it out, and then I'll do the other side. Anyway, I didn't fly to Chicago because I was, I was obviously on the crutches. I didn't fly with the team to Chicago. Um, I did actually jump on a plane because I wanted to be with the lads, you know? I jumped on a plane on my own, bought my own flight, jumped on a plane, just turned up at the hotel to watch the game. Um, And then when the boys come back, obviously bandages came off. About three days before the Dallas game, I started running, uh, got myself back into training the day before and played 90 minutes. The surgeon turned up for the game, we won 4-2. I played the whole 90 minutes and I had a beer with him after. You know, he said to me he went, You're fucking nuts. <laughs> that was his quote. Yeah,
0: that's funny. Um i I came across a video on a on a blog page actually today. Um it was of uh Tottenham, West Ham, West, West Ham one four of yeah. April ninety four. And the comments Yeah, the comment says you had a hand in three goals and your stats would be off the charts if they had them back then. Yeah.
1: Probably, you know, like? I, yeah. Oh, any any game against Tottenham, mate, we always seem to do well against Tottenham, and and Arsenal, if, if I remember rightly, I don't know why it always seems to be away from home.
0: Yeah,
1: especially Arsenal, you know. Um, but that game, yeah, if, if I remember, I think Trev got, did he get two that day? Mike Marsh and Stevie Jones, yeah, 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 Stevie Jones. I, I, I remember, yeah, Stevie's goal. I sort of broke from, I don't know, if it was their corner. And I've made one of them forwards. I must have been going to Dublin at the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I made one of them. I made a forward run, yeah, <laughs> and rolled it into rolled it into his pat. and yeah. and he, he took it away, brilliantly. Just, yeah, win, win in there, yeah, Winning there is is always special. I mean, look, you need, only need to speak to the West Ham fans; they'll tell you. Uh, you know, any win back then was was big for us, but to go to your, your local rivals and do it, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I think. Saying I had hand in the third one, I sort of won a header. What well, they cleared out out of the box. I just won the header that, that went to Trev. And Trev got, did he get bundled over by Gary Mavitt or something, if I remember rightly? I think he did. And then he took away the penalty. Yeah. And then the last one was, was a similar pass to the one I told you to Richie Cook for the Man United game. Yeah. It was just the other side with my left foot to Matty Holmes. And I think he crossed it low for Mike Marsh. But it was brilliant. Them days, mate, when you. When I think back, it's, it's, it's really too difficult to, to single out any game because any little thing can happen in any certain moment. And it might be one of them little defining moments that you say, you know what? If this didn't happen, all that happened after wouldn't have happened, you know? So uh, they all have meanings. And I, and I like to think that, obviously don't remember, I played 700, uh, competitive games to be honest with you you're not going to remember everything about everything, which was the good thing about going and seeing Willow and Kooky. They they sort of rekindled things for me a little bit and and told me stories that sort of slipped out of my mind a little bit, you know? Yeah. And and the fun thing is, is you're getting three different versions. I mean, that's the really the reason why I haven't done a book yet, because it's only going to be my side of the story, and I'd rather have it where everybody involved in the stories that you tell had a chance to have their say, you know. Yeah, that'd be Which, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd, that'd it be that'd be, yeah.
0: be a cool format for a book, actually. If you had your part, your version of the story, and then the next, you know, the next yeah. part was someone else's, and yeah.
1: we'd just give someone an idea now to make a fortune from. I'll cut this out. Well, <laughs> they won't have as many. They won't have as many stories. Exactly. Like that, exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have to. It's make, funny though, to It's make funny money. though because. Yeah, I'm saying everybody has a different version because everyone was in different states, I think. You yeah. know. Obviously yeah, alcohol yeah. was involved most of the time because well, that's why this is five pints in, mate, isn't it? Yeah. Involve alcohol and and you loosen tongues. So <laughs> that's that's the whole point of it. I think it'd be great to do it as a documentary, really. Yeah. And I have I have spoken to people about it. Uh and they do like the idea, so I'm just waiting to move forward with it, but I think that, you know, even to the extent w- where I said I don't want to hear what they have to say, and then I only hear it the first time when it's done. Right. And then and then maybe afterwards you'll have a little show where you're all sitting around a table, like them actor studio things, you know, and you'll all then pick holes in each other about why they said that. Yeah. It'll end up with a scrap, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it won't be as civil as the end of The Irishman, will it, with uh, no, no, Al Pacino no, and no. De Niro and <laughs> them.
1: <laughs> no, no, no we'll all look older than them though if you've seen the pictures of them putting (laughs) on Twitter yeah hey Con didn't you uh, did you say I know I digressed a little bit there mate but didn't you say you had a a story about Miami Fusion game that sticks in your mind
2: yeah um, my favourite one actually Um, all I remember I must have been only six seven years old at the time Jordan maybe nine and um, we were up in the stands Cal Beckman was always there so we were just like we always talked to him. Nah, I think he was nineteen at the time, and it, uh, it was pouring rain, and it w- was it against San Jose. And yeah, it was
1: San-, San Jose, the the, which the one of the semi-finals. Yeah, that it was the deciding the, yeah, game. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I remember speaking to you about this. Um, where because you always had your, you sold your um, long sleeve shirt, the away kit into the home kit, didn't you? Where, yeah, because um, they
1: did not. They didn't have any long sleeve shirts not in the home kit. So the the white sleeves sort of matched and I got the uh the kept months the sleeves.
0: <laughs> Wait, yeah. really? So it was white sleeves on blue?
1: It was white no. and blue. I think that's what the the home sleeves were oh, anyway. Oh, the home it was sleeves blue... were white. Yeah, yeah. It was like shirt. City it, it was a, yeah. It was it was a blue shirt but it had white yeah. running down the arms, you know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> but anyway. it, worked. it worked. Whatever he did, anyway, yeah. it worked. It didn't look too bad. People just thought oh, it was weird wearing long sleeves in yeah. ninety degrees.
2: Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I, at this point it was raining, so they also didn't know that you had a passion for sewing either.
1: Yeah, I got a basket, basket full of thimbles. Yeah. Anyway, um,
2: I, I just remember me and Jordan watching. Uh, Mum standing behind us. I'm, Megan was uh, three years old, whatever. And um, yep. she's talking to all the other footballers' wives and uh, me and Jordan watching the game and we see you get sent off. And I'm like laughing. I go to mom and it's like, oh, dad's just got sent off.
1: Honestly, she, isn't it your favourite game was when I got red card? Yeah.
2: Brilliant. Yeah, it was, honestly. And, um, and she's like, oh, no, he didn't. And I'm like, okay, he did. And then she's like, kind of like not shoved me away, but like, oh, I don't believe you. Because like, I'm like, well, he just don't his shirt, the ref. She's like, all right, Whatever. <laughs> You just keep doing what you're doing. And then so someone else has told her, I think it was it might have been Cal Beckman who's just been like, Oh no, he's just got sent off. And I remember it was pouring rain. You just got your second yellow for some like some bullshit diving, I don't remember the name or
1: anyone. Jeff um, Agus, mate, Jeff Agus, I missed him. The keeper threw it out and I'd read it and I was nipping in front of him and I took the ball down with the sole of my boots. Right. And and I didn't even have studs on, I was wearing copas. Took the ball down with the sole of my boots. He realised what was happening. I would have been through. It was 10 minutes from the end of the deciding game it's in the semi-final. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we would have gone... I'm not saying I would have scored, but I would have fancied myself to, to tuck it away. And, and he just jumped in the air. I've I seen the video. I missed him by a foot, a complete foot. I missed him. He jumps in the air. But then what you've got to remember, mate, they stiffed us that year the MLS. We had, we had six red cards in six playoff games... And then they folded the club. They probably couldn't have folded the club if we'd have gone on and won it. So I'm sure they had the refs in their pocket. Yeah. it was all. No, it, it was it, all done perfectly. It seen
2: that like because I mean, we we had a little hold of the game even at like a young age, and so we would always notice uh, you dominated what ninety, eighty percent of your games, you know, and you were still yeah, getting sent yeah. off. And even looking back at like YouTube clips now, but I just remember. And it always makes you laugh. Just remember you taking your <laughs> shirt off.
1: I know, I know what you're gonna say now.
2: In the pouring rain and just like throwing it at the ref's face. and it, he I, said, yeah. yeah.
1: so wet, congr- yeah. In
2: my memory, i I I can hear it slapping him in the face, but <laughs> I, obviously I couldn't hear it from then. And I remember going down to the dressing room because someone's finally told mum, but, oh, we've, we have to go down." We're walking down, and we know you're gonna be in. Like we know you're gonna be pissed off. I can't I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing the whole way down just giggling down walking down yeah I loved it that's that's my favourite memory from any Miami well, fusion game ever
1: yeah I mean they folded the club I ended up coming back to sort my visa out getting a phone call I got told by phone that my contract was done and that they'd, they'd stiffed us you know and it was uh, it gut wrenching I thought I could have played for another four or five years
2: I remember and that, they started,
1: yeah. It sort of prematurely retired me, but I do remember I was waiting in the tunnel with my shirt off, and I was waiting for the game to finish because I was going to knock him out. What a what a prick! You think
2: that ref <laughs> took the shirt on and framed it?
1: I don't know, mate, because I never seen it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did get a seven hundred and fifty dollars fine though.
2: That's not bad compared to.
0: I do remember that <laughs> one. A cover, these, you cover yeah. your sewing kit. Yeah, <clears throat>
1: yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> for the next shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah. What was it? Didn't you say something about the six-one, the Man United six-one?
2: Yeah, um, uh, we were talking about yeah your favorite games. You obviously brought up the
1: derby. Um, yeah, the five, the five-one. Yeah, from eighty-nine. Five,
2: yeah, yeah five-one. I remember watching when City. Jeez, uh, I don't remember the year. It was a couple of years ago. They beat they beat uh, United six-one. Twenty-twelve, wasn't it? Twelve. Yeah, was it that year? Pretty sure,
1: it was twenty-twelve. Jeez. Um, yeah, it might have been. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, I remember watching the game with you uh,
1: our, re- our researchers should know, really
2: Yeah, they should We should probably <laughs> hire one <laughs> uh, No, I remember watching the game with 2011. you 2011 2011, okay, yeah I didn't think it was the same Because I, I feel like that would have been talked about as well But I remember watching the game right. with you And I think it went 4-0 up Or something Yeah And right. you were getting nervous And you're like This, How was this it? isn't good And then it goes, uh, I think 4-1 Then 5-1 And you're like, Jesus I don't like this, and I think Jacko scored. And I remember- he did,
1: yeah. David Silver, what a quality volley through ball. Yeah. If I remember okay. Writing. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, it it deserved that pass. Deserved the goal, but I just didn't want it to go in.
2: Yeah, I remember you looking at me and be like, "No one's going to remember me after this." <laughs> <'Cause> every <laughs> that's time, how it felt. yeah, it was the same
0: season though—the 2012 season. Oh, was it?
2: Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was Downs- that, scored. It was funny because uh, it was very, si- it's very similar to the um, yeah. the five one. Like you look uh like every it seemed like every chance you had, you you put away. And like the Darren, yeah. what was it Darren Fletcher that put it in the top corner? I mean, you look at Mark Hughes's bicycle. Like Mike yeah. Knight scored a great goal, but still got dominated. And yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a funny thing to witness.
1: Um, I mean, I mean, it's the similarities. That's what happens in football. You know, it's it's weird how things sort of relate to each other. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but one thing that, that always I, I, I watch it every now and again is the Aguero commentary on Paul Dickoff's goal at Wembley. Oh, yeah. It's, That's it's my un, uh, yeah. uncanny. It lines up on Absolutely uncanny. Yeah. yeah, uncanny. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was a little bit of a strange feeling watching the sixth goal go going. I think I've actually said it when I've been back at the Etihad, you know, that, okay, I was happy for the winner. I do want to Man United. But I didn't. I didn't want anything to sour what we did all them years <laughs> ago because it was still. And, and to be fair, it hasn't. You know, when, whenever the derby comes on, it, they still talk about it and show. And I still get plenty of tweets and people yeah. put it back out there, which is which I'm, is lovely. You know,
0: it almost did a, a good thing for that <clears throat> that that game, yeah. though. You know, it was like, like a
2: reminder. Yeah, yeah, it was
0: almost like remember we've done this before. I mean, the whole the whole demolition derby talk came up again you know and it sort of brought light to that like this has been done before and also not to discount the the 2011 game but City were in a way different position in the 5-1 Massive underdogs yeah. well. you know what Massive I mean underdogs.
1: So, yeah. no I mean United not to discredit
0: all... you know the sixth one but
1: yeah oh, no, no, but United had spent all the money that season they were the big club they were the one spending I think Paul Ince was a Massive signing as well, oh,
2: yeah, 100%. and we
1: and we were by far the underdogs. I know the 2011 was was different, um, but but still great as well. You still feel like euphoria when when it's your team, you know. Yeah, I mean, you've it as as a supporter with your team, you know. Yeah. To have it as, as to have played for the team as well, it, it gives it a little bit a, a little bit deeper feeling for you. You know what I mean? It's like when I've said about yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan. But I don't have the same love for them as I do for the clubs that I played for. It's a different love you have inside, you know. But um, yeah, it's, it, I'm, I'm happy that it didn't. It didn't quell, you know, the, the happiness because yeah. what you what you do have is the memories of the people that were there. Well, you know.
0: Yeah. What, one thing about one thing about City, and I'm sure it's the same with a lot of clubs that come from you know in, in the lower leagues up to the top it's like it's it's all viewed as as like a, a journey like it, looking back at those games it was all on the way to where city are now you know and just yeah. i mean just talking from a man city perspective not to just completely yeah. turn it that direction but you know people say city wouldn't be where they are now without the the jillingham win in 99 at wembley you know it's, it's
1: yeah mate. that gives you an amazing sense of pride you know, to to think they could just forget. You know, it's right. It's they they have what they have now. They could get carried away with all the success and everything that's happened to the club. The fact that they still say that and remember that gives me a, such a sense of of pride. And that I actually played a part in the club's history. You know, it's it's just comforting and and satisfying to know that I was part of it. I mean, I actually spoke I spoke to Mark Patterson the other day, uh, who played for Gillingham that day. You know. Yeah. Uh, he was going to he was going to come and visit me in London but obviously with the what's gone on with the virus and stuff he didn't he didn't do it but he said to me did I want did I want the shirts because I swapped shirts with him. He obviously lived with me when when we played together at Carlisle and then we stayed friends I was best man at his wedding. You know, uh we stayed friends the, the story of the time was Paul Dickhoff and Vince Barton being best friends and best men. We didn't really do the story, me and Patty, but um, he said, I've got both shirts, the spare one you gave to me and his match one, yeah. which is what we did. We kept the match one and, and gave the spare one away. He said, I wonder if you wanted them. I said, well, yeah. <laughs> he said, well, he said, well, oh, no. I said, he said, and give it. I asked, he said he asked his son. He said, I said to me son, do you want the shirt? He went, what for? He said, oh, yeah. Next best and yeah, that is he said, well, well, will you just sign it? Then I can frame them both together and maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll go up with Gillingham or, or whatever at the club. Because I said if I was to give shirts away, I would give them to the to the Man City Museum or something, you know, so they'd be there for everybody to see. Yeah. But obviously, you know, if I was giving them away, I'd never give my shirts away because the ones I've got are for you two, so... Which you have to collect shortly. To be fair, yeah. I mean, we're clog, clogging up my cupboards.
0: We've got some space on the wall here for a, a few more shirts. <clears> I mean, next to Aguero and Sane, and we've got Mark yeah. no, Mark Noble up here. We actually got a good response from posting that the picture of the studio.
1: The picture, on Facebook yeah, we do, we do need a we do need a couple of others up there. Though, yeah. not I, I did. I did a ask a Willow ones. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> I did ask Big Willow and Kuki. Did they get their shirts from that season? Yeah, and they said they said they did. I have no clue where mine is. Yeah. I, I, I never got it. I never got given it. Um, I'm sure... And, yeah. and I, I don't know where it is. I mean, if anybody's listening and they know the whereabouts, put it on the back of a milk carton or something.
0: <laughs> have you seen this? <clears throat>
2: Do people, yeah, people still use milk cartons? I don't know, mate. <laughs> no, I think the internet took over that industry, yeah. Uh, with the... Talking about the six one, just briefly again... Um, uh, do you think the players knew beforehand? I mean, I, 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 want, to, I want to feel like they did uh, know that, like, all right, well, we've beaten the... Man City's beaten Man United 5-1 before. you got to kind of top it. Because even until, like, the last, no. like, 10 minutes, they were still, like, that sixth goal, you know, it seemed like everything. It, it seemed like the players knew. Even though, like, like you said, like, obviously it's years and
1: years and... And, um... I just think that's. I just think that's a feeling you get, mate. You you don't go out with that. You you go out thinking if we win one 0 I'll be happy. Especially away from home in a, in a derby match, just just to win itself. And I think once you once you get that feel that you can't do anything wrong, that everything's going in, you just keep powering forward, and and it just takes over you. It, it really does.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, like I say, uh, Man United's best games every season in my opinion or you know, when they play against City whether yeah, they win or lose it's it's bad. it, it yeah. they play their best football they do they, they,
0: they look like they look like a good man United but yeah. the rest of the season they've been doing yeah. poor You know? it's like they're playing More like, like, like a Champions
2: League semi-final and yeah so
0: um, so we've had a few we... stories what uh, I mean have you got have you so, got go ahead yeah I just
1: want to lighten the mood a little bit maybe yeah. give people a little bit of a an insight into things that happened and that maybe they'll they may get the impression that I didn't just start being stupid later on in life. That <laughs> I was always stupid. And obviously you two know as well as anybody because it still happens when we go out together. Yeah. Uh it just can't be helped as was proved with me with my dance class. I just can't can't with, stop myself. With
0: your, with your bread roll class.
1: With my bread roll and dance class, yeah. So um uh, you know, I mean I mean if I think back I my mean, Everton days when I, when we were young and, and and a little bit stupid like um really nothing you, you there's a fear there that um don't wanna do nothing wrong, I gotta get signed professional. So there was really nothing out of the ordinary we did there. I just remember, you know, we had our first shandy at fifteen or whatever, and then it it advanced to lager tops, and then eventually we we became proper drinkers. And, and like I said, ended up making it to the FA Youth Cup final where, unfortunately, we did lose in that replay at Goodison Park 1-0. And we'd missed a pen in the second leg, what would have won it for us an extra time. Um, then, obviously, the Carlisle days, which um, I think one story I remember was. And, and then again, if there's any kids listening, don't be trying this at home, please. Um, we were in the pub, uh, me, John Alpin. Paul Gorman, Wes Saunders, Mick al and I think it was, it might have been Mick McCartney or Paul Haig, but there was too many of us to fit in the car coming home, and uh, <laughs> there was three in the back, two in the front, and I, if I remember right, what I others it was an Orion, Ford Orion 1.6 injection, and it had a little little boot on it, like a tiny boot, I said, look, they went, get in the boot. I went, no, no, I'll get a taxi. They went, no, no, I'll get in the boot. And I opened the boot when I'm not getting in there. And know the fact you won't let me out. I didn't trust anyone. So I ended up, I think it was about three miles from the pub to the house, I ended up riding home on the bonnet of the car, <laughs> laying on the bonnet, holding the windscreen wipers, and Wes was doing about 40 miles an hour. And as he was going round the corners, I was pretending I was sliding off to the side. And I just remember looking at Johnny Alpen's face in the passenger seat. I don't know whether he was laughing out of fear or whether he's just laughing out of fear because how stupid it was, you know. So good good days, mate, good lads, good bunch of lads. You know, we we didn't have the best of luck as far as relegations. Um one, two, two relegations and then finished second to the bottom of the fourth division. So but what a good bunch of lads. It's funny how wherever you go, like, I know for the fact wherever I've moved clubs. I've gone, you know what, I'll probably change my ways here. Nobody knows what you're like, but you'd always end up drifting to the similar type of people. Yeah. Uh, which if you didn't, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be stories, would they? No. So and then Bournemouth, what was it? I think I mentioned the one about and Willow in Lisbon.
0: You did, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, well I'd been at the club for a whole week, um, before I got in trouble with Addy <laughs> for the first time. Which yeah. was great. And and they did remind me that when Addy had me in the office, I was saying, I don't know why it happened, Daddy. I, I don't even drink. <laughs> <laughs> but, but a month later, a month later, we're playing Brighton away, and uh, me, Willow and Noose, you know, you know, Uncle Mark, as you know him as, but, but Noose, yeah. um, we've gone, OK, it's Thursday. The The rule is you can't drink 48 hours before a game. So if we go out at 11 and we finish by three. We're in. We're okay. Anyway, we, we drive into the town town centre. I park my car on this. It's like on the curb. but There's yellow lines, but I'm off the road. So I've gone on the curb in somebody's parking spot, I think, at the back of a shop. And uh, we are go and have a couple of scoops. And to be fair, I'm not training on the Friday. I'm getting treatment because I had a bit of an ankle sprain, but I was going to play. And so... Three o'clock comes, and obviously now that you're five pints in, you go, all right, you know what, we can just sneak a couple more. Nobody knows us. Nobody's around. Nobody has anything. So we have a couple more, right? And then I figured I've had too much to drive my car. So i leave my car there. Anyway, I get, I get a lift to the ground in the morning. Funny thing was, the training ground was, was out by here airport, and the stadium was in the King's Park. So I was getting treatment at the ground. And then the physio's in the office with me, in the treatment room, sorry. And then I see him look towards the door, but I couldn't see the door. And then uh, he walks out. As he walks out, I hear the door slam. And Harry walks in. And he goes, all right, bitch? I went, yeah, yeah, me, me ankle's gonna be fine. I'm just having a bit of ice and heat, I to be, but I'll be good, good to go tomorrow. He went, no, I didn't mean that. I went, well, yeah, I'm all right. He went pissed last night. I went what? <laughs> he went, you were out drunk yesterday. I went, no, I wasn't. He went, yeah, you was. I've just had a phone call. The police have got your car. <laughs> You'd left the boot open and you had your golf clubs in the back. <laughs> and I thought, no, he's lying. I didn't leave the boot open. <laughs> I may have left it unlocked and somebody's opened it. So anyway, I'm thinking, oh shit. And then I've come out with this story. He went, H, hey, look. I said, in all honesty, I had two pints of Guinness in this pub and then I had two pints of Guinness in that pub. He went, you're drinking on a Thursday pub. I said, Ali, I have two pints of Guinness every single day, mate. I said, that's just what I've always done. No, it's it's iron. He's going, yeah, don't (laughs) give me that shit. Don't give me that shit. And I went, right, he said, you wait here. I went, oh, shit. Anyway, his son Mark was was in and about the the treatment room. And I went, oh, Addy walked out. I went, Mark, do me a favour, mate. I've got to go and get me car and then I've got to get to the training ground and tell Noose and Willow what to say to your dad. (laughs) Because he obviously knew who I was with because that's who that was the three we hung around together, you know. So, anyway, I I go get me car. I think I'll drive back to the ground and I'll just check if Addy's car's still there. And if his car's still there, I can start off down to the training ground.
0: Yeah.
1: And I get back I get back to the ground, and his car was gone. And I'm like, oh, no, what do I do now? So I sort of waited for a little bit, and then I thought, no, I'll just get myself home. And I was actually staying with Willow. I was staying with Willow, so I went back to Willow's flat, and I'm just waiting for him to come in. And then I heard the door go later on, and he goes, what the fuck are you doing, snitching <laughs> on us? He said, you snitched on us. I went, no, I didn't snitch. He said, yeah, Harry pulled me a noose after training. And he went, don't even want to ask you. Don't want you to lie to me. You were in this pub and had two pints. You were in that pub and had two pints. <laughs> I thought, yes, happy days. Because <laughs> if you'd have said Believe them, yeah. what two, well, two pubs were you in, they might have said other oh, pubs, you know? Yeah. So in the end, I went, "Well, honestly, mate, we've got away with it. Well... Ari pulls us and, and says, that's it. I said, no, sorry, he, he told them. He said, what? I said, what did he say to you? He said, that's it, we're not playing. He's leaving the three of us out, Brighton away. I went, no. He went, yeah, leaving the three of us out. Anyway, later on, we get the phone call. He can't leave us out because somebody was injured and he couldn't leave two out and not the other one. So we end up going to Brighton, don't we? We play, we win 2-1. Sean Brooks scored the worldy top corner I couldn't thank him enough and then that was it, that was it, forgotten yeah forgotten, what it's amazing what, it's amazing what a win will do for you yeah yeah
2: you definitely <laughs> didn't
1: it? say anything after that nah nah, didn't say nothing no.
2: yeah, got went away all according it. to plan
1: yeah, got away with it
0: that's funny so so then what about uh, what about West Ham then you you spent a long time there I'm sure there's many stories that are going to come up.
1: Well, there's many already come out, I think, mate. Um, I think the one I'll tell you was the first one. um, When I first got there, Lou McCarty was manager. And he'd he'd mentioned to some of the fatties that um, he wanted them to go to the health farm in pre-season. And two of them pulled out. And he (laughs) he ended up taking me, Trev... Frank McAvenney and Georgie Paris to a place called Henlow Grange, and yeah. I think it's in Hertfordshire. So Lou was going through some troubles with something that had gone on at Swindon um, with the chairman and stuff uh, in the past. And to be fair, he was a taskmaster where he came to fitness. So you got me, Frank, Trev, and Georgie Paris, and uh, we weren't the fittest uh, four, to be honest with you. I mean, I wasn't heavy, but the thing Lou had said to me, just because you're thin doesn't mean you're not fat. I thought, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's my new manager. <laughs> I think he refer- he referenced everything to, to the horse racing, which he didn't like us having a pint, but didn't mind us having a bet. So he referenced, you know, a horse, if it, it carries a pound less, it, it, it's a length in running, mm. which is, is true. I know that because I'm a gambler. So anyway, we get there, and on the way in, we notice it's a really long driveway, but there's a pub right by right by the main road, by the gates of the driveway. And uh, we obviously clocked it. Anyway, Lou's got us up at six o'clock in the morning going doing like a five mile run. And then we're in the gym, we're pounding it. There's no real food for us to eat. We actually, there was two women in there. We actually paid them 10 pounds for a packet of biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> it was that desperate. It was that desperate. <laughs> And uh, honestly, it was like apples and lettuce. It was shocking. And then doing all all the hard work. <clears throat> anyway, Lou, Lou's had his ongoing problems and stuff. This this I think it was the the second to last day. We heard like after we'd done our work, there was a hypnotist coming in to do a sort of show for for everybody at the health club. And Lou had been telling us the whole time he was there. He had this toothache, right? And he kept touching it with his finger. He's like, oh, no, it's, it's really bad. Complaining all the time. And uh, anyway, we're standing at the back of the room and the hypnotist has got like an armchair in the front, says, right, has anybody got any ailments, any pains, any problems, back, neck, whatever? You know, has anyone got any problems? We went, yeah, he's got a toothache. Lewis <laughs> <laughs> was gone, no, I haven't, no, I haven't, honestly. He went, he has, he's been moaned by the whole time we've been here, he's got a toothache. Anyway, the fella says, the hypnotist says to Lou, come up, come on, come and sit down. Lou goes, no, no, honestly, he says, come and sit down. So Lou reluctantly goes over there. And I really don't believe that when they put you under, they put you under, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a believer in that you really go out. Anyway, he puts Lou to sleep, and we all sort off out to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> While he's sitting on a chair asleep. We were... We end up going right down the, the long driveway. We're in the pub anyway. The, the, obviously, the, the landlord realised who we were. Yeah. We had to stay, stay behind. We, we get back into the rooms literally half five in the morning. Right? Yeah. Half five in the morning. We literally had to take our clothes off, get in the bed, get out the other side, put our kit on, <laughs> and, and, and go downstairs ready for the five-mile run. And as we get, come out the rooms and go downstairs, the fellow who ran the place went, oh, fellas, you've been left a note. Lou had to leave at 11 o'clock the night before and said, don't worry, just go for your run and then make your way back. You know, we just all went back to bed <laughs> till about 12 o'clock and then made our way back slowly. I don't think he ever knew anything about it.
0: That's funny. And, that, and that's another... How long, how long were you there for before that?
1: Uh, four days. Four days. I think it was only, only four days. So the oh, bu- another one, another one while we were there. Frank the little git. He's uh, he said he had a business meeting and went and spoke to Lou in the afternoon and said, "Look, I have to go out for a business meeting. Is it okay, Lou?" And Lou went, "Yeah, okay." He said, oh, "I'll I'll be back about sixish He only comes back. We're starving. He only comes back with a friggin McDonald's hat on, doesn't he? <laughs> Shambles. <laughs> yeah, a, a McDonald's hat. Yeah. I don't know, they used to do these paper hats. Oh, okay. it was like, a, oh like as a like toy, a, yeah. Like a paper cap with the with McDonald's sign on it.
0: You were saying business, I thought it was some sort of sponsorship or something. Yeah,
1: right. No, Weird. no, no, no. No, I think he was just lying just to go to McDonald's.
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> so that story's four days in, the Bournemouth story was what, a weekend that you told last week? yeah. So
1: you have to you have to start as you mean to go on, don't you?
0: Exactly, but that means we're only in the beginning of this journey of stories, um, <laughs> you
1: know. So <laughs> like I said. you start from the beginning.
0: <laughs> which, well,
1: well, it was nine years at West Ham. Well, like,
0: so. I, I can assure I can assure the listeners we've got plenty of stories over this long football break to to fill in the gaps, you know. So I want
1: don't don't spoil them all, mate. Yeah, no, not a, <laughs> don't get them all. Not all too many. Once. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's uh speaking of West Ham let's shift gears we're, we're moving into the to the end of the episode here so a teammate of yours John Hartson um, old Celtic striker said uh, recently that Rangers should <clears throat> concede the title to Celtic now um, this is obviously going back to like the state of the leagues and all that
1: Celtic it's similar mate. Yeah, I think it's similar. I think you've got to see it out. And what is it? Are they thirteen points or something?
0: Thirteen points. Uh, rain, uh, uh, Rangers <coughs> have a game in hand. There's Celtic have eight games left. Rangers have. Do nine. they play each other? Uh, let me look that up.
1: I don't, I think, don't think so. Make, if it is, it'll only be once, that, and that'll be. I well, don't it's, don't make it's that weird in the, them, in the but. Scottish
2: League they play each other three times. I mean, that makes me? a huge difference. Then, then it's ten points. That's four yeah. games.
1: Either way, either way, Con, I think they've got to play it out. I think you, you've just got to yeah. say, okay, close doors, finish the yeah. league. Let's let's get it done and and move on. You know, it's, because nobody knows how long this is going to go on for.
0: Yeah, you know? I mean, I yeah, I think I don't know. I, I think they've got to play it out. I think just for the for the, you know the. The the Good state word. the state of Good the sport. sport. <laughs> 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 I'm on six. I'm on six now. I've lost my words. No, just just it. for the the integrity of the sport. That's the word I was looking for. The integrity yeah. of the sport. I think all leagues just you know you play it out, and then it might affect next season. But you know they'll they'll adapt over the next season and the season after. Yeah. And I, I mean,
1: Mate, if, if Johnny speaks, you know you know there's there's truth in his words as well. But like you said with Rio, people have opinions, and I mean Johnny's. I have got some stories with Johnny, actually. I mean, well, if he's if he's listening, don't be scared. Man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, before I say that too, that's just that's just the headline that came out. You know, who knows if that's yeah. exactly what he said. Um yeah. It was just a headline on a on a certain news site that that I read. So, I mean, yeah. it could it could be misquoted. Who knows? Because the media does that all the time. So, um, it's just what all it's, right. it's just what I what read. Else is, so. What else? Is, what else? What so, else is happening? mate so we've got a few. A few uh, transfer rumors that involve West Ham, Man City, and Chelsea. Um, I read today, mm. and it could be rumor mm. as well. Declan Rice to Chelsea.
1: I don't see why they wouldn't want him. I don't see why another another club, another big club, wouldn't want him. To be
2: um, sorry, I, I just got a button really quick, just to nip it in the bud. I, go I'm, I'm going to say this the same thing as Barkley, like. Don't, as much as I want you don't come to Chelsea we don't need you um no 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 I, I love him you know and I, I would love him for the future but I think as an England player I don't think you're going to develop. Uh, the same thing I've said about Barkley. I mean, he's been playing well lately. Before the, this whole like stop. Well, well,
1: we're on the same side there, mate, because I don't want him to go. Okay, I, I, I agree.
0: Also, you've got you've got Conte, who's who's one of the best holding midfielders in the world, and Giorgini he's not being played.
2: Kovacic. Like you, you don't need him. I mean, I don't
0: put Jorginho or Kovacic up there, but like I'm just saying, Conte. I mean, you've got Conte, and that he plays num- that number six role. That, well, that's it. Well,
1: well, I'm not letting him go anyway. So that's it. Good to but, hear.
0: So that's the end yeah. of it.
1: He's not gone.
0: The next one, I, <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see I, I, just just further. I'd like to see Rice develop and it, play for England while at West Ham. I think that would be, you yeah, know, it'll. Yeah. I think it'll. Good for the club. Yeah, Good exactly. For club. Good for the club. But, Good for him as well. I think as he develops. For, oh.
2: Good for the country is him going in a top four team playing Champions League football. You know, yeah. we know he's he's better than some of the holding midfield players that are playing in Champions League football that are in English teams.
0: Yeah, he right. deserves oh, it more than goal. others. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, <coughs> um, all right. That's it. Man so City, Man Next what's one happening? Man City. Uh, we read about David Alaba to Man City from Bayern Munich supposedly he's definitely leaving Bayern Munich in the summer if the summer I mean who knows what the summer transfer window
1: is that right supposedly he's definitely
0: supposedly definitely (laughs) (laughs) that's a good catch
1: okay supposedly (laughs) definitely
0: allegedly supposedly definitely leaving Bayern Munich
1: supposedly Um, is that like like playing a full half (laughs)
0: yeah yeah exactly that's like I drank half the whole amount Um, yeah yeah, so apparently he's he's leaving uh, Bayern Munich in the summer, <clears throat> depending on what the summer transfer window looks like, because who knows what's going on with that. Anyway, um, good player,
1: mate. Good player, quality player. Paul. Does that mean that they're not sure about Mendy?
0: Well, well, I, I mean they or, let or it, they let or Is Ant- it
1: because he can play right back and left back?
0: Well, we? he can play. So so Alaba <clears throat> plays left back, centre back, defensive mid. I know for Austria he he's played defensive mid back quite the planet, quite a yeah. bit. He's a great left back. Mendy is phenomenal left back, but can he stay fit? You know, City let uh, Angelino go to uh, uh, mm. Salzburg, and you know he's doing great there. And and he's only on loan, but he's got a I think he's got a buyout clause pretty low. Uh, he's decent right. as well, but like you know, all we have now is really Mendy and Zinchenko, Zinchenko. who's a midf- He's a midfielder, and I love Zinchenko. He's great, but I think you know if. Is Mendy going to stay fit? Does he need competition? And could they? they well, you could... do,
1: mate. You do, don't you? You need two quality players yeah. in every position. I, I would so... like
2: to see Zinchenko uh, yeah. not have to play left back. Exactly. As well, it's
0: yeah. like it's like bringing in Jao Cancelo and then Carl Walker picked up the pace and and he didn't. Zhao Cancelo didn't get you know looking in the team because Walker. Well, that's what you
1: want as a manager, mate. That's what you want. You want players to come in and push the ones you've got, and yeah. you're always going to get you're always going to get the best out there whichever players on form at the time. And that's that's just the way it should be. That's right. the competition that you, you sign up for, you know?
0: I mean, I think Pep views Alaba, too, <clears throat> as sort of like Philip Lahm, how he, he was a right-back and he started playing on defensive mid at Bayern. Yeah, he,
1: he spoke very highly of him. Didn't he say the most intelligent footballer uh, ex- he's ever worked with?
0: Exactly, yeah. And, and Alaba plays defensive mid as well. So right. I think they're looking at a diverse player who can cover multiple positions for injuries and stuff like that. So you're basically getting three players for the price of one albeit you yeah. can't play him in three positions at once but well,
1: well, well let's hope look even even you know if if it is players leaving if it is Zeppelin White's going at least if it's happening we've got football back anyway
0: yeah exactly I think that's yeah. a good good note to end it on hopefully the football okay, will be back mate. soon but we've got been fun uh, I, I'm sure you can assure the listeners that we've got plenty of stories to hold us over until the football yeah. is back
2: I just uh, yeah. I just want to add one last little thing in there um uh, around christmas time uh you should remember we had a, i think it was a, about a two week maybe almost three week not argument but a discussion <laughs> you said um paul gascote what's a discussion a discussion
1: where we didn't a discussion where we didn't agree yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: i, I wouldn't, wouldn't call it and argument, we yelled but, a um, little bit no but you said uh you said i couldn't name 10 uh players Better than uh, Gascoin ever, and yeah. um, we we went through pretty much everyone that's ever put on a pair of football boots. Um, that um, I was just gonna say if uh, you want to add that into next episode, um, if we could actually name all ten people that were better than Gascoin.
1: Well, why don't why don't people tweet in to add five points in, yeah, and yeah. give us give us there that they think ten I, I, players that yeah. were better than Gascoin.
0: Is it just play ten all round players, any position, better than Gascoigne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, ten players that. No excelled they played. Um, yeah. yeah, which I don't think any goalkeeper is. Better, but um, I think that's a good that's a good debate. We'll get a poll going on Twitter as well. I'll get that yeah, going, on we'll we'll get the results, and we'll get it on Instagram. Um, and okay. And that's then. a reminder. Yeah. So so write in your look out for the poll first <clears> of all. We'll get that <clears> sorted uh, on Twitter at five pints in. The Instagrams at fivepintsin.podcast. Uh you'll find us on facebook.com slash five pints in. Um and if you want to listen to us on the po- on any podcast app, you can go to uh uh anchor fm slash five pints in and you'll find links to the Apple Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Um and then we're also on the YouTube as well. We tweet out those links regularly. So all right, guys. I think this is a, a, a good place to end. Um, yeah, it's a it good, good it's chat been, this been week. It's been fun. it yeah. been fun.
1: All right. been fun. And I'll, I'll speak to you later, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Talk Thanks. to you next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening, by the way. Talk yeah. to you next week.